right, welcome back to Out of the Rough Golf Podcast. We got a good one for you. Um, Dave here, follow, followed up with uh, Kid and Ryan. Um, I hope you guys in last, enjoyed the last podcast. I might have been a little intoxicated. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Good it, thing we have it on tape. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, what a tournament to say the least um we're recording this the monday after the u.s open um at tory pines um had some time to let it marinate yeah a little bit of time to let it marinate you know taking everything about the uh tournament um and i'm sure we all you know have our different opinions about it and what we thought but uh overall i think uh it ended in at least a fashion that i was happy with I think all of us are happy with how it how it the ended. The world was rooting for it. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, for anyone out there who I mean, anyone out there who doesn't root for for John Rom has probably something wrong with them a little bit. Like, unless you're purely one dimensionally focused on like him having like passion and emotion on the golf course, and you think that's just like not the way the game should be, then like okay, go be crotchety somewhere else. Yeah. I have some friends that don't like him because of how much of a hothead he is, but to that I say you're boring. <laughs> I love to see it. It's fun. It's exciting. And I mean, it, uh, from all of his interviews he's have la- had lately, it sounds like he's really like working on that part of himself and trying to like be a better example for his kid and stuff. Is uh, you know a phrase that he was. Yeah, I mean, he w- he was saying you know stuff like he wants to be a role model for you know his son when he grows up and he wants to be able to look back on him, especially for like a major like this that, you know, will be playing in the home movies, you for know, sure. for, yeah, for the family, the, those intros to every like us open, you know, he had some good fist pumps during that last round. Incredible. And I'm sure that'll be, you know, up there with like the tiger intros to the us opens and shit like that. So. I mean, we got to acknowledge Rom is really good at celebrations. Yeah, like the celebrations were kind of made cool with like, tiger the tiger fist pump and 100%. you know you could go back to some of like the putter raises from jack yeah. and some of the, the kind of the run and skips that happened from some other guys the runaway with the arms up that tom, tom watson <laughs> and there, I, think, I mean there's definitely some cool ones but tiger like made them like athletic oh for sure which i think rom does a good job of like being really hyped yeah. i think that most golf celebrations are a pretty good like summary of that person because generally they are in the moment and you don't really have control of what you do. It's not really. rehearsed. Yeah, yeah. It's not rehearsed. And except for maybe JT, cause that like thing at the president's cup. With yeah. The, but like, I mean, they, they went into it like having that planned. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Like he, but he celebrates pretty like normally in person. Yeah. Like I think about like, uh, when he won the Honda and he was like, fuck yeah. Like you could just tell <laughs> that he was unfiltered there. And we like, just like get oh, another one of those out of him. Well, yeah, we, he's had some, things that have some microphone mishaps but i mean at the end of the day like i think you're right dave like a celebration really cuts through like the facade of what someone's got going when they truly are like super hyped Mm -hmm. and like yeah you can tell what kind of like you can tell like he's passionate he's he's a spaniard like he he like lives and breathes like you can tell from this like john loves golf yeah absolutely loves it and you can tell that he wants to be good. Yeah, you know, he's competitive. He wants, yeah, he's competitive and wants to be one of the best. And it, I think from what you said, like he's he he has good celebrations. Like, and people always talk about Tiger's celebration. It just, I feel like it shows like how 
to use the same word, like how passionate they are about the game and the, you know, like how much they care, like the, the passion bleeds through when they celebrate. Yeah. Like it shows how much they actually care when you, when you're that invested and like, you can't help it, but to, to react that way because everyone says like, or not everyone, but all the who's who of golf and stuff like that say like, you want to keep an even keel so you can go on to the next hole and not be too, you know, too High up or low. down. Yeah. Like you want to keep even, but like when you're so like invested into that putt going in or that chip trying to go close and you just can't help it, but like to erupt with the fist pump or like, uh, well, and those are the guys that start getting the bigger followings too. Like speed is known for like having like celebrations, like mid round, like yeah. right before he blows up and then brings yeah. it back again. Like, <laughs> like he, he, I mean, in the, and, and, the notorious like go get that from greller like there was several like celebrations during that round and like i, I don't know like, yeah i mean i guess more just like defining like <laughs> moments that you have on the course by showing like emotion or like attitude or something that like kind of puts a point other than just like a wave and like a yeah. fist bump or something like that yeah and i mean there's both spec spectrums to rom or at least up until this point like he's been super he had fiery a, I, and... I mean he definitely had some of those this week too yeah. like yeah. he almost snapped his club <laughs> on friday <laughs> but there were also times where i thought rom would like do something gnarly like especially on some of the putts during the like this whole yeah. week like especially on sunday like he had that one that nearly went in and lipped out and uh, you know you would think like that would be a meltdown yeah like, the crazy but, the crazy thing is is that rom like probably should have shot like 10 under yeah this whole tournament yeah, yeah. like oh like that, it, that was almost like the worst he could have shot. Yeah. Like, I mean, not, not Sunday, but like he didn't, like he definitely could have gone lower the first three. Well, days. I'm talking about for the overall total score. Yeah. For him. Like, like that's like the worst he could have done this week. I feel like, like, I feel like his game is in a place where like, yeah, he had the most stress-free Sunday for sure. Like he kept putting himself in like good spots. You weren't seeing him try to scramble his face off. Like other guys were like, he he was playing about as textbook good golf as you could expect from someone on uh, a Sunday at a major, and look, he he flexed all of the components of his game that he needed to on Sunday, and to, you know to bring it back to the celebrations and kind of the parallel with Tiger, look, Rahm is very quickly defining himself as one of the greatest clutch putters of the modern era of golf. That's exactly where I was hoping this was going. Like it's insane. It, it's it's wild. He did it against DJ when they were playing. Uh, God, it was like a playoff. I think of the BMW maybe. Like they had these long bleeders downhill. Well, it was it him and uh, well was at it, the memorial at, at last Murphy. year when he won. He hit hit a really long the, like putt. thirty footer down the hill yeah. that had ten foot of break in it. He did that one, but there was one like to get into a playoff against DJ where they both drained yeah, putts and there he, was yeah, like the, the week prior or after the memorial. Like yeah, I think well because they did it was Jack's place and then they did the open at the same course week to week. Correct. They, they did the uh work day. Work day was day. was Colin Morikow and, and JT, JT right. who had some playoff. crazy putts yeah. too. But, uh, but I, think I know what you're talking about, kid. I just don't know what tournament it was. But yeah, yeah DJ and Rom were both hitting like crazy long putts. Right. And there were those like Instagram posts of the shots that they put up. The on shot the tracker Tour. where yeah. it's just snapping. It was down it the was the 2020 BMW Championship. Yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah. But for sure, like he's quickly showing that, like at the end of the day, like it's it's him and it, the Do only person the only person I can think of that makes more clutch putts than him is Spieth. That's yeah. the only person I can think of. Yeah, I mean they both are make some insane stuff, but 
what am I a little upset he isn't putting with a spider anymore? Yes. But that spider can putting, fucking is he putting well? I, I was yeah. gonna say he's gone. not gonna touch the spider. He's well, he's with Callaway. That's why yeah. he's not. But yeah. But he did have. He does have one of those like ugly rounded back ones. Like it's not even yeah, like a. It, it's, not even an expanded. It's a weird. Blade. It's a weird choice. Yeah, for sure. Look, but keep using it, bro. It's Don't take it out of the bag. For, it's perfect for scooping the ball up off the green. I'll give him that. Yeah. Well, and he went to a longer <laughs> shaft in his putter. That's when he started putting wells. He added an inch to his shaft. Well, which, he's he's honestly been a good putter since he's been on tour. But he was struggling. Struggling when he switched from TaylorMade to Callaway, and they yeah, I think that was just finding the right finding the right fit for him with one of their putters. Like he went to the one that was like pretty much a knockoff of a spider, right? And then uh, I guess he wasn't feeling that. It it just wasn't the same as the spider. You can't remake the spider. It's just too (laughs) money. Spider gang over here, spider boys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, I think I think this week, you know, this tournament was it was. Taylor made for Rom to take this transition from Taylor made. <laughs> um, you know, like he won his first PGA Tour win here. He won his first major here. He got engaged here. Like he clearly loves this venue. He clearly like has it dialed and figured out. I mean, it's also kind of a course like yeah, horses for courses course. Guys tend to like play well there um he says it reminds him of home yeah too. he talked a lot about that in the press he's conference. used to playing on point of greens yeah and yeah he he just feels comfortable there um that all being said like it shouldn't really come as too much of a surprise that he was comfortable there because it was barely any different than how tory pines yeah. usually plays for the farmers i don't think they can do anything to make it different though like i think they did everything they can which is just grow the greens up and change the grass yeah, yeah. I mean, they they definitely grew the the rough up yeah. quite a bit, and they tried to firm up the greens as best they could, um, and, and get them kind of rolling. But they didn't look very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it Rom made this major interesting. Um, he gave it the you know lively finish that it deserved. When yeah. most everybody was kind of collapsing coming down the back nine, he was the only one showing real true form and coming in like an actual major champion. Cause we were kind of, we were kind of in store for like some very just oil leaking into the finish guys. It was bizarre. And it wasn't really that the course was bucking its head. It just seemed like everyone was just wilting to the moment. Yeah. It's like all these guys that usually don't perform all that well at majors recently like JT and Rory recently, like they, this is a course. It's like, it's, a, it's, it's a closest, crazy. it's a closer going to get to a, a PGA tour condition course right. to win a major on. They're like, Oh, this is my opportunity. And I mean, then, to your thing about like people leaking the oil on the way in, it's crazy. How many like big names were in the mix in the front? Nine. Five of the top 10 in the world. Yeah. Were yeah. In, crazy. How many big names were on the, uh, like, on, like in the mix within two strokes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, when you look at the leaderboard at the end of it, like they are like, down the leaderboard yeah like where they were it's crazy because i'm looking at it right now it's john rom louis harris english guido <laughs> brooks kapka which is no surprise there we'll uh, get to that colin morikawa brennan grace daniel berger paul casey but like early on in the front nine yeah on it's, sunday it was like rory like like you said the top rory like Bryce, five, the, the top five players in the world yeah. at one point on sunday were in the top 10 of the tournament and if you just move outside the top five in the world, if you look at you know some of the other guys revolving around it, they're all like within the top twenty. Right. It, w- it was 
Bryson it was an extremely finishing T twenty six. We'll get to Bryson. He had a rough go. With um, the uh, it, I think because the course played so prototypical of a PJ Tour event that you didn't see someone really separate themselves early. Right. It just stayed pretty bunched. Like if you hit a bad shot, the worst you were gonna do is maybe a double. Yeah. If you hit. A, like if you hit a, a like a bad shot, the worst you're gonna get like is like a bogey, probably saving par. Honestly, right? Like there really was an opportunity to like really get a birdie, and no one else could birdie. Like you could birdie with bad shots on that course, oh, 100%. which was kind of you know deflating. Like it really felt like it. There was no real opportunities for people to like really separate themselves. I mean, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, it was hard to keep my attention up until Sunday with this golf tournament. Like for I sure. would put it on during the day because I work evenings. I would put it on during the day when I'm just hanging out and like it would be on and I'd be like, okay, watching some golf and then fucking commercial. And then I'm doing something else. I'm looking at my phone or I'm doing something with the dog or whatever it may be. And it's, it was just, it was impossible for the golf to keep your attention, keep yeah. my attention. Yeah. Like it, because one, you see like two or three shots and then it's a commercial break and then it's just, I don't know. There wasn't anything to like really be hoping for. Like they did a very bad job of like getting you in, invested into anything yeah. during the broadcast, you know? Yeah. Um, and well, I don't know it, if that has a lot to do with, uh, well, I, uh, what I do know it has to do with is the commercials for one, yeah. but I don't know if that has to do with just like people not really like, exposing themselves but there were there were stories like fucking richard bland yeah there, there was like, plenty of stories yeah. leading into this week the 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 issue that they had is that they had no broadcast flow there was tons of commercials they were lingering so much on the broadcast the amount of times that you were seeing 30 seconds before someone would putt and then 15 seconds after they had putt right. like it it blew my mind and then the amount of times that they would have to cut to a leaderboard to show us where everyone was at instead of just having a leaderboard in the bottom right-hand corner or something like that. Like, you would take a out. minute to a minute and a half just to show a leaderboard. Like, it to me, I just don't understand how someone who is a graphic, like a motion graphics artist, hasn't been hired by the tour to, like, make proper live broadcast visuals, like... Yeah, and what happened? I guess it's CBS does it. And CBS, Fox used to do it. Well, no, like, I'm not not exactly that. I I'm, I was going to. It does uh, the little like scoreboard in the corner like that. They have that now. Like CBS usually has the like. Yeah, yeah I'm saying CBS did, does that. He yeah. did, they did it this year for the PJ Championship yeah. and Fox started. Well, not started, but they had it for the U.S. Open when they had the the, yeah. the tournament. It doesn't make any sense to me that. A, com a company as profitable as Comcast can't seem to fork over a little bit of dough to get an actual like dynamic leaderboard in the bottom right hand corner. So tell me if I'm crazy, but I feel like ESPN figured this out in the 90s. It's the scroller on the bottom of the screen. It doesn't affect anything. If you just have the leaderboard scrolling across the bottom of the screen, I mean, the little constantly, it wouldn't affect anything. See-through leaderboard in the top right also doesn't do anything. Right. Like I would be fine with either one of those options. Like the fact of the matter is, you like you just don't know what's going on while you're watching. Yeah. I, and you would be surprised, or you wouldn't be surprised at how much having a little leaderboard and like highlighting if that person is taking a shot, who you're looking at, and where they're at in relation to the leader how much that does for 
your investment into what you're watching. Yeah. I mean, there was a pod probably a year and a half ago that we did where like I spent like 30 minutes talking about like what they should do with graphics for yeah. a broadcast to keep people engaged and like be able to provide perspective and distance right. on the leaderboard and separation. And I, I said this a couple of times on the last podcast, but like if you're looking for something to like get an example from of how to do something right, look to F1. They fucking kill their leaderboard. That's yeah. the whole point of what people pay attention to right. when you can't like really keep a grasp of like the nuances of it. It's like the leaderboard is like what you are almost glued on a lot of the time. Yeah. And like they do a good job of packing a lot of nuanced information into that leaderboard and it's dynamic. It moves around. It goes from tires to, you know, penalties to, you know, lap counts to you know, comms, all sorts of stuff that are going on at once that they could be doing with the golf tournament too. There's tons of little nuances you could be squeaking in there. Like how many, what's how many consecutive birdies is he on? Is he heating right. up? Is he like, there's just so many cool things that you could be doing with the leaderboard that they, that they just are. Yeah, just I think, la- I think a lot of that, you know, and I could be wrong about this, but I think a lot of that has to do with like maybe the amount of people that are actually in the tournaments week in and week out. Save so it, like, save it for Sunday. Yeah, I mean that's definitely an option, you know. There there's a lot to, that could be good and I don't really want to go down this what I'm about to say right now like right now like we don't have to go into it right now but I want to say this but you guys don't want to talk. Yeah, you don't talk in. about this. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just I, I'm bringing up the PGL real quick. It makes me hopeful for like something to be yeah, dope about yeah, the PGL sure. like just something like that that they could add real easily for the limited field they're going to have, you know. Yeah. But uh No, for sure. And you know, it to some of the broadcasts, like it was just, it was too many commercials. They couldn't keep a storyline straight. They couldn't really find the pulse of their broadcast ever. They couldn't flow. And then they were constantly getting in their own way with their commercial selection. Like the amount of times I watched a U.S. Open commercial for the U.S. Open while watching the U.S. Open was, uh, was a lot. And yeah, I mean, they do it for the players too. Like it's it. All of it is just ridiculous. Like you should never be watching a commercial about what you're watching. It, right? Isn't anything. it like uh, probably better money spent to be spending that on the channels where they're not watching yes. that broadcast? Oh yes. no, I mean, I, absolutely. And I get that. Yeah. Like a, I get that. Like a TV station won't be like you can't broadcast something else that's currently going on right now to get people to stop watching our thing. But you also but don't you have could, to broadcast could, it on your thing. But you could. You could at least like advertise for Sunday or something like that, like yeah. on the first three days or well, something, you know, it makes way more sense to advertise on the golf channel during other tournaments about the U S open. Even like, you don't need to be spending that time during the U S open about the U S open. Do yeah. it fucking three weeks beforehand. Yeah, do the U S open. I will, I will, I will grant you that you can do like two commercials of next year's U S yes. open on like toward the end on Sunday. Right. Like you could like, Hey, well, you ready to run this back next year? Yeah. Pencil us in for blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and then also, they did a commercial for the Women's U.S. Open that took place two Last, weeks ago. Right. Oh, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Which, <laughs> and these are commercials that are taken away from watching golf. Like, it just is, you know. I get that the USGA, like, has this, like, in their contract <laughs> that they get to have this much you know, amount of advertising. But, like, it's, it's just better. Like, if you were talking about the USGA, that's a different thing, too. But you were... You're right. advertising the U.S. Open. Yeah. Not the USGA, not the organization looking for donations or whatever the case yeah. may be, but the U.S. Open. Shit, run charity commercial. Do anything. I mean, a USGA commercial shouldn't be about a specific tournament. It should be about everything that they do. Like, well, they, the well US this is amateur. their premiere well, event. No, I understand that. And you can incorporate that like with shots of people raising the U.S. Open trophy and all the big names that have won it and stuff. But you should also be showing the, you know, U.S. amateur and stuff. These guys coming up and these 
I, I don't know. Like they, they do. They have shitty marketing. It's all yeah, I'm saying. That's like, a, I think that's you can make such a better like all like you could you could be advertising towards yourself as much as you did, but in a much better way, and people wouldn't be fucking as upset as we are right now. Yeah, I mean, if you focus on like growing the youth game, which I, I think they had a couple of commercials that were like that, it just it felt weird it, and it rung hollow to be advertising the U.S. Open during the U.S. Open. Right. I, I mean, it's as simple as that. Um. I want to quickly before we get into like other people at the tournament and like running on the leaderboard. Can I say one thing real quick? Sure. Can we have a, a little bit of respect for me picking Rom in January and also picking him before the tournament and him winning? You chose the favorite, but I I, but pre- but I appreciate that you chose. I, ch- I, I it was a good pick. I was gonna get to the fact that that you chose in January was impressive, but like right before the week started, like I think everyone was like, "Yeah, Rom's got a good chance." I called it right after the P, right after he got WD'd from the Memorial. I was like, "Rom's winning the U.S. Open." Yeah, we, we yes, got the receipts, bro. Yeah, let's just uh, good pick, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> and I mean, I've been riding hard for Rom, and finally the OWGR fucking gets to what i've been saying for about yeah he's winning by now. two one hundredths of a point but yeah, yeah. well i've been talking it's a flawed system i still stand by that look I, it's I finally caught up to he's how, gonna, who's the best in the he's gonna world. he's gonna get more separation from dj too like speaking of dj i was gonna say this is where you wanted to go it wasn't where i wanted to go it just came up naturally because i want to go through the actual days but i i think before we get to the day by day let's let's just let's just cover this you got anything to say he didn't have it this week. That 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 is it. That is all. He had a, a really rough day on Sunday. He didn't perform. And uh, are Brooke, you are Brooke you telling me you didn't see he this actually coming? Did perform and then just I said blew on it. Sunday he shit the bed. No, that's on what Sunday. I'm saying. He yeah. was. I was worried for a little bit. Yeah. During Sunday he, because he was I think four under. They at were one point. they yeah. were tied at the beginning. Like, no four under for the uh, tournament. Yeah. At they, one point. they were all square with. Like, I don't think DJ was ever four under for the tournament. It might have been two under. Yeah, but I think they, they were they, both was, at two it, under. They were within like a stroke or two at one point. I will. No, like, Kepka started Sunday behind DJ. But yeah. the, the the main thing being here is that like Kepka Kepka had control the first day, and then he shot like a seventy three on Friday, yeah. and then DJ buried his last four holes on Friday to like make the cut by like two. Yeah. Like he, like D- DJ had he was heading off of a cliff on Friday and sent, managed to get through. So. Yeah. Look, Brooksy beat him this week. I, I'm happy for okay, Brooksy. Yeah, I don't know. Why I was and I'm happy. Round. It, your I'm Venmo is full. Right <laughs> Look, I mean, the, the, the main thing here is that like, you shouldn't be surprised by this. Like the fact that this was something that you guys felt you should have bet on. Like when Brooks actually came in leaking oil, he buried his like what last two hole or bogey his last two holes. They were tied Sunday morning. It's not like he the boat raced him. He kind of did on Sunday. Well, also, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We don't need to go back I, I, I into that argument, but, I mean. Here, here's the deal, man, is that Brooks continues. In the last four U.S. Opens that he's participated in, he's only lost to four guys. I, I fully understand. I, I don't think you guys do yes. because of the shit that you were spewing last Look, podcast. What my take was that I still stand by is that I think when it's all said and done, DJ's career and DJ as a golfer is more impressive to me than Brooks. I said that, and I still think that's correct. Okay, so we'll end this little segment of the podcast without getting too far on the rabbit hole with a prediction. How many majors does DJ have at the end of his career, and how many wins does he have at the end of his career? I have no idea. 
But you're saying <laughs> at all said at all said and done at the end of their careers that he's gonna have a better one. Like you don't even have it in a yeah. ballpark. Like I'll how can you say a statement without real it? quick so he can think about it? And uh, well, I'll answer it for both. And I've already said that Kepka's gonna have ten or more majors. That's, okay, yeah. well, that's just a red ha- like a red herring. You I, that's distracting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not distracting. It's how re- does he have ten and Rom has more? Because he's apparently the greatest to like to ever play the game. Like how, how between the two of them, they're gonna have over twenty. Listen, I've I mean I, I just think he can't like he could he he literally this year had a chance to win two. I agree. All I'm saying is that like there's only four of these a year and he's now gone two years without getting one. So like like Yeah, he, I mean, but he's And you he's don't know how long his body mix. and you don't know how long his body is going to hold up for. Listen, you don't have I I was just answering the question so he had a chance. I know, I wasn't up. asking yeah. you the question. I know. <laughs> but either way, I know where you stand on what Kepka's going to be doing. I think he's going to have 10 majors and then maybe fucking 10 wins. That's impossible. <laughs> so I'll say he's already passed. He I guess, passed that yeah, that yeah. is impossible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm asking. Besides right. majors. Yeah. All right. I'll say 35 tour wins. And so he's going to get over 10 more. No, he's at 27. Okay. So he's going to get that's eight more. eight more. And I'll say that three of those are majors. So I'd put him at five majors. That's that's a lot. Yeah. I, I, if he gets there, that is a really impressive career, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. And my next question for you, Ryan, is that how many PGA Tour events do you have to win to equal a major? Like, and let's let's go ahead and average a PGA Tour event at like, uh, fuck, like a Honda Classic. A Honda Classic. Like a. a like if if Riv is like the, the pinnacle premier, of a of a PGA Tour thinking. event, and like and Honda Classic like right there, and then like it, you'd go down Riv to like the go, uh, like the fucking I don't know like John the Barracudas Deere, or like yeah, the, 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 the Shriners, like the two right, right under, yeah, kind of right there. Riv Memorial <clears throat> and players. I don't really think I, Bay Hill doesn't really have the field it used to have. Like it's still Bay like Hill. an. Imp, it's did an you not? Did you not say Bay Hill Memorial, Jack? In what, what you said. Oh, I thought you were. T- I thought yeah. you were saying two other ones that were like it. I missed. Yeah. I missed no, 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 no. I'm saying that Riv Memorial and the players are like the highest standard of like regular. Let's tour events. Uh, look. I I I'm not saying it's a major, but I think the players is like in a class of its own. Like, come on, the the field is so crazy. Like they they I'm, trick well, out. It is a tour event, and I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying, like in terms of like how how good your game has to be to win there. Yeah. Like it. I would say it's even above Riv. It's above Riv. Okay. Not by well, much though. I would say like, yeah. but my statement is still not. Well, wrong. it sounded okay. like you were saying descending to I, the I'm players. I'm gonna throw out a, a ballpark and y'all tell me if you think I'm way off. But I'm thinking it's like five to seven. No, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, like five to seven tour events. Tour events. Major. Like five to seven like middling yeah. tour events. Yeah, exactly. And then like, like three ribs or like right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, if you I mean, were to win like the players, two, like two, twice, like, like so, two players, yeah. uh, an odd conversation because everyone's going to have a little bit of different. Yeah, but like if that. Tony Finau won the fucking Puerto Rico Open five times, it wouldn't be like that's pretty much yeah, a major. Yeah, he basically <laughs> won the Open. But I just no, I don't think, that... think you can com- really compare the two, to be honest, because I think it's just 
two very different things. I know, but I'm just trying to bridge the We're gap of the conversation. Create a spectrum. Like, like, or else I can't acknowledge those TJ Tour. I'm trying to find common ground yeah, here. So if we say... If it's 35 and it's 7, then it's 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 5 times. Right, five, yeah, it's like 35. 5 cumulative majors yeah. with the 5. It, so like It's like 10 altogether. Correct. Which... If it's up to Dave, like Brooks gets there without any PGA, yeah, yeah, without even thinking about it. Look, I think you've got a strong argument that, like, at the end of the day, DJ could have a better career if he has five majors right. and thirty-five PGA Tour That's wins, assuming which is really lot. close to what Phil had like five years ago. Right. Like he was at like forty wins with five. And five. I, mean, I mean, I mean, Phil is go is you know one of the best in history. So for sure. And I'm not saying that DJ isn't either. We, we but, were ju- we're yeah. comparing two elite yes. people, right, which is yes. the main thing here. And we have to recognize that like DJ is seven years older than Brooks. And For I sure. think you know or six years older than about Brooks. this at extent. But yeah. I think that's a very good point, which we've made before. That we're comparing two of the very best in the game that are going to go down in the history books. And the fact that you know, each of us have different opinions on what we you know what we think is important to a person's career it sounds like you know as far as like what makes it better or or not you know i hold majors to a very high standard for a career and clint holds more value to just a pga tour event than i do so you know looking at if it's brooks or dj or john rom or whoever it may be you know having more PGA tour events means more to Clint than it does to me. Yeah. I would sympathize with that. If they, if Clint knew how many international wins somebody had or how many Scottish open somebody had, or how many like Rolex series events that that person had or like, but I think it really just comes down to like, it's kind of cherry picking career to best suit his argument, which is, you know, you get on the pot to defend yourself, Clint. Um, (laughs) At the end of the day, like a professional win is a professional win. And I think, you know, you got to respect it to a certain degree. I already know that like, if a PGA tour player was on this podcast, they'd be like, look, dude, you, you, you got, you got, well, no, I was actually going to say like, you guys can't underestimate how difficult it is to win on the PGA tour. Sure. And that like, you have over 150 guys com- competing in any given tournament. And not every week is Rory McIlroy or JT or DJ winning those events or losing to these guys. It's because the gap is so small. It's a big deal. But the thing is with majors is that you kind of get the same guys. It's winning a bigger them. deal. Right. Well, and it is. A- and they'll, they'll agree to that too. But yeah. And and not and we can kind of cap it there because I think someone who did get a recent win that needs to be spoken about, and re- really should be the talk of the town going back home, is the man Dick Bland. <laughs> I mean, like, oh. what a storyline we had for the first two days with Dick Bland. Didn't he finish like seventy six, seventy eight? Like I said, the first two days, Ryan. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna be. Com- Completely honest, I was pissed he was at the top of the leaderboard the entire time he was at the top of the leaderboard. I'll, I'll get Thursday out of the way and just say that, like, that was Wolf's day. That was insane. Like, Wolf had, like, 900 bird. He had nine birdies and, he like, two eight doubles. Birdies. Eight birdies, like, two doubles and, like, some, like, it was nuts. Justin Ray said there have been more than 15,000 U.S. Open rounds played the last 40 years. Only one has had eight-plus birdies and multiple double bogeys or worse. Matthew Wolf today, <laughs> and that's when he tweeted out on Thursday. I will say, as somebody who's a, a shareholder in Mr. Wolf, it was invigorating. It was great. To I see mean, him can we just finally? You on know, the it's just good to see him back playing yeah. decent golf. He he, put, you know, he he 
he got through the turbulence a little bit in that Thursday round and then had a good round on Friday. And, you know, he didn't have the Sunday he wanted, but he put himself in contention. And, I, you know, I like to see it as a guy who has been, you know, down with Wolf and all about him since, you know, seeing him, you know, when he was in college, even high school. But uh, it, it's good to see it, you know, uh, whatever he's going through with the mental health and stuff. I'm just glad to see him back on tour and happy on the golf course, man. Yeah. yeah. And you know, he's exciting to watch. I don't, I don't really care who you are. I feel like it, it it's more entertaining broadcast whenever he's out 100%. there. He was ripping it, man. Second but. distance and uh, driving off the tee this week behind old Wilco Nienaber. <laughs> Dude, that kid fucking murders it's it. It's gnarly. Like it's really gnarly. And he doesn't even like, it doesn't even look like he's it trying looks effortless. Like it's insane. Um, then we get to Friday. You know, that was Dick Bland's day. That was where the guy was the oldest leader in a U.S. Open in history. It's pretty cool. That's pretty fucking cool for a guy who got his first professional career win after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of starts on the European Tour just a couple weeks ago. He'll be telling that story for a long time. I mean, he led it, which he should. I, I, I would absolutely be imagine. Doing the same. The, I mean, uh, there was a lot of people think that. Dick Bland might win this. When we, when we heard the stat that he was 115th in the world, and that's what Phil was when he won the PGA yeah. a few weeks ago, it was like, oh, shit. I can, Old man golf is coming back. Honestly tell you, I never thought he had a chance to win the golf tournament. You know what my head was? Is that like this isn't really that much of a major venue. It's kind of a place where you might be able to fake it around here. Right. And the biggest and thing, too. he was going to be able to fake it around there? Dude, think his he game, not at the best, was going to be able Friday. to fake it around that golf tournament. No, I'm just saying, like, if other people can fake it around it, like if he's having like a a good a good week, he might be able to be like, oh yeah, like it's not like it, yeah, it's not Shinnecock. Like Dick was Bland happen. was not going to be cruising 36 hole leader at Shinnecock, yeah. you know, three years ago. I was more ago. worried about guys like Russell Henley and stuff. Those were the guys that I was worried we'll, about. We'll get to old Russ as Russell well. Henley and Oost. I was worried about Oost. We'll get week. to Oost too. We're gonna get we're gonna but, get to these guys, yeah. but uh. I mean, at the end of the day, like I've been saying, we have been overdue for a dud, like overdue for a dud. And we snuck by again this we week with that one. Snuck by. But uh, but I, I was thinking in my head, I was like, is this going to be the old guy year? Like, yeah. we're going to get another old timer winning this thing. This is and, the year of the this, old dog. It, it would have been crazy, man. Like, it would have been nuts. Um, but at the end of the day, like he looked at his game, like he was putting his ass off and you know, it's not going to last the entire week. Right. Like he was getting like eight or nine strokes around on the greens. Are you serious? Eight yeah. or nine seems like a yeah, ton. Yeah, seems <laughs> like a, a hefty inflation of a number there. But uh, I, I know that I, I'm pretty sure Bryson led most of the tournament in putting and he was like four gaining four strokes on the field. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I, I was astonished by the the strokes gain numbers I was seeing on Twitter on Nine Thursday. And just seems <laughs> that really seems like high. way too many, yeah. <laughs> dude. And like, it, it's 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 crazy to think that somebody who wasn't I I'm assuming his world ranking was like in the th- like in the high like four hundreds or five hundreds. Like before he got the win on the European tour, probably even yeah. after it, like just, 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 I don't know, just an awesome week. And I, I'm not going to pretend like, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't cool to see it. Like, and he seems like a, a top bloke, man. He seems like a good guy. Um, he's one fifteen now after his finish. 
Nice. Good for him. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting gamut of guys that we had up there. Like, you know, just to kind of tie in what Dave was talking about on, uh, on the other guys who are in the mix. I mean, Saturday was really kind of Russell Henley's day. Like that was where you thought, okay, it's the weekend. He's leading a tournament through 36 holes. Like this is where he's going to kind of like lose it. This is where he's going to start kind of taking his foot off the gas, kind of let the pressure get to him and, no, none of that. We didn't, we didn't see that at all. Like we we saw him kind of wobble, but he would just at, after any bogey he would have a birdie, or after yeah. any birdie he'd have a bogey. He'd just kind of like stay there. And uh, I mean, Mackenzie Hughes was also up in the mix on Saturday. Yeah, he came in strong. Yeah, he was like in second. At, yeah. And let me tell you, just seeing Mackenzie Hughes and Harris English in the mix at the U.S. Open was a little disheartening because I've cut both of their asses from my fucking fantasy football or fantasy golf. They shouldn't be on your football team either. Yeah, they they would do nothing for my fantasy <laughs> football team. But uh, yeah, at, I mean, hey, congrats Harris for fucking getting a solo third. But uh, I guess you're flushing it again. <laughs> I might need to look into you again. Uh, but but yeah, like Russell Henley just didn't feel like he was feeling the pressure at all the first three days, right. and like, you know. The broadcast tends to throw around the word pressure way too much. Like the amount of time that they were saying, like, gosh, the pressure to US Open almost felt like like you guys were like trying to make us feel like this is a US Open when it's not. Like if you have to keep telling us that the pressure is high to US Open, there's a reason you have to remind us because it doesn't feel like it. I feel like all the like older people that are like really into golf, like absolutely love Tori. And then like the younger like golf media people are like yeah, Tori is just like meh. Well, you know, look, like, I think the thing is, is that a lot of the the older generation probably isn't spending a too much time trying to psychoanalyze a golf course to a large degree. Yeah, but like guys and, like Brandel Chambly, like he has been outspoken all week about how good of a venue fucking. I think Tory he's Pines just. A, I think he's just a contrarian. I, I would, think he looks out at whatever the alt golf media is saying and is like, all right, I'm gonna zig where they're zagging yeah. or zag where they're zigging, and just for sheer fucking engagement yeah, yeah. And he's just generally just like <laughs> he he understands what industry he's in he under no, he understands what drives engagement and it's it's disagreement it's arguments it's it's the first take yeah. model well and i do think too there's something to be said about the there's probably a lot of 55 year old dudes that watch golf every saturday that have played tory pines and it's more special to them because they've spent the money and made the trip. The guys that are thing. over 40 that love Tory love it because of Tiger in 2008. It's yeah. as simple as that. That's what yeah. I feel, too. I just didn't want to say it because I, uh, you know, we all know. Yeah. And look, it's also, is, but. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, you want to know why Tory's so bad? Every single person can say, can probably name every hole at Augusta or recognize every hole at Augusta or like say what's going on there and they play Augusta every year. Well, they do the same thing with fucking Torrey Pines and nobody can fucking do that. Couldn't name one. Like the idea here is that it's an unmemorable, uninspiring golf course that just somehow manages to produce usually good winners, but not for the lack of it being all that entertaining until the end on Sunday. Is it just that the greens are too approachable? Like I was trying to figure out what it is that makes it so boring. And it just feels it's like because it's... there isn't any really distinguishing fun, fun holes. Yeah. Like all of the green complexes are essentially the same Yeah, and they generally protect the course in the same way. Yeah. There are a lot of straight holes in the course. Right. 
And they really don't use the land very well at their disposal. Yeah, considering the venue and where they are, like... That should be a top 100 golf course. And yet, it's not a top 100 golf course in fucking California. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sure it's fun to play, like, when you're out there having a tea time with four of your... Or three of your friends, and you have the Pacific Ocean right there. Like, I'm sure it's good vibes for... You know, but like for viewing purposes and like engagement, like you're not really seeing the ocean very much. So like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah I mean, look, it, it it's strange that look, I have to acknowledge the fact that every single player that was interviewed after this tournament said, what do you think of Tori this week? Would you go back to a U.S. Open here? They're like, it was great. Yes, I hope it comes back here again. It's like fuck like how that's a problem to me because i like it when they're saying oh that was fucking awful the greens were fucking way too fast and shitty right yeah i don't want to play here again that's what i'm looking for i'm looking for the players to be pissed about the setup and getting carnage that's what i want out of u.s open yeah that's what i was going to get to i was basically saying like a u.s open isn't a good sign when you hear the players saying that like this is a good week for the like this is like this is a good test it's 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 just how you want it it's fair it's like fair Fair. we do not want that fuck off fair like shinnecock was ideal for me yeah i mean fucking phil put a moving ball like come on exactly what you want to see like it, Phil broke his it broke his brain enough to have him fucking hit a moving ball on the green. Zach Johnson was damn near weeping on a telecast, saying yeah. that it wasn't fair. They had lost the course, is what he said. <laughs> like, look, I I don't think they should. I don't think they should return to Tory for at least multiple decades. <laughs> like. I, I legitimately like. I don't think you guys should return to Tory until Charlie Woods is on tour. And he can try to do what his dad did or something yeah. dumb like well, that. So it was the last open there at 08. But no, when he's at his peak. Like when he's, <laughs> yeah, when, when he's already had I mean, 15 tour wins. It seems like these wins. days, peaks are kind of when you're in your 20s. Tell that to Dick Bland. <laughs> yeah. Did he win? <laughs> I can't remember. No, but he, he definitely peaked. Peak. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did peak, though. That is a short peak. Hey, still a peak. Anyway, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to like. Tori's going to be the black hole of this kind of podcast, so I'm going to try to sure. stray back away from it. But you know, we were talking about pressure and how Russell Henley wasn't really feeling it. But the one time where I feel like the broadcast like needed to say it, I didn't really hear it all that much because Russell Henley may be the only person this week that actually felt the pressure and collapsed. Yeah. Collapsed. Like he showed so much promise the first three days, like going wire to wire. And then he was playing alongside Rory on Sunday and was never, ever a factor. Like pretty much fell out of contention and would never show back up on the broadcast till he made he he missed a three footer on eighteen to fall outside the top ten and he three putted from like ten feet. I mean like, he shot five over on Sunday. Yeah, it's about his yeah, not not ideal. There is one other guy who absolutely collapsed. Bryson. Bryson. Yeah. When he hit that tee shot that was a one roll away from going in on, was that 11? 
Yeah, he almost aced. Uh, well, I don't think it was eleven. It, it was shot, right after Bryson the turn. Shot six over, one worse than well, Russell Henley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was for uh, like pretty much two particular holes. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, it was on he eight. was leading was the golf tournament. That's what I was gonna say. Is like, when he hit that shot, I was like, dude, Bryson's winning. Haley's this team was thing. doing a full blown relay race. Henley yeah. got him all the way there after three rounds, and they just pass the baton to Bryson to keep going. And then Bryson was like, yeah, I'll take that. Eight, I almost ace it. Nine, clean par. Ten, good par. And then bogey, bogey, double. Par, par, par. I'm saying the ship. Quadruple bogey. Yeah. <laughs> I think, though, if that shot goes in, Bryson wins this tournament. He was in contention, essentially. He made birdie to tie the lead. Yeah. On he was leading the golf tournament on Sunday. It was a, a valiant effort at defending his title. And for for the most part, like he probably like he wasn't really in it after Thursday. He had to pull out a yeah. fucking Friday to make the cut. Yeah. Like, I mean, he shot uh, he shot two over on Thursday and then followed it up with a 69, two, 69 under, yeah. two under back to even. Yeah. Like he he really, really killed it. Like I was very worried about Bryson on Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I was, and the venue, it, it, you couldn't have picked a better venue exactly. for his game. Yeah, like to just, just bomb and gouge, bomb, bomb and gouge, yep. bomb and gouge. And the only reason he really fucked up was because thirteen, he was slipping all week on that tee box. Yeah, like, and I don't know what he was like. How is someone that analytical not remember that he's been slipping on this tee box every fucking day, and he just slips and then he ends up. Yeah. catastrophically doubling. I also think it's probably because he's trying to go after it so hard on that hole in particular that he's slipping. Just swinging out of his I shoe. I get it, yeah. but Rory slipped there too. A lot of people, people were slipping there all week. Rory's fucking trying to be Bryson. Let's not forget. He's I'm, trying I'm saying multiple there. people. I, I, lots of people yeah. were slipping there. And it's because apparently it's a... Are you thinking cl- about the chef? Because he slips on every shot, kid. <laughs> we're going to get to the chef, Dave. We're going to get to the chef. Um... But no, Bryson, honestly, for a guy who claims to be so smart, he really doesn't manage his game very well on Sundays at majors. Yeah. Like, it really seems like, to me, apart from his U.S. Open win, he he just seems to make a lot of decision errors on Sundays. I mean, even if we just take, like, a normal kind of, like, like you know, a high-stakes PGA Tour event like the Memorial, on Sunday, on number 10, he gets a, a – he shoots a 10. Like – like he he just compounds his mistakes so frequently, and his post round interview about how he essentially didn't take any accountability for it. There was no he yeah. just got he got unlucky. He got bad breaks. Like he didn't do anything wrong. It's like no, bro, you made a lot of fucking mistakes. Do you feel like I I get the impression anyway when I'm watching him that he has these ideas in his head of like these world breaking shots that he can hit, and he's trying to save them until Sunday. And then he's just trying to go for broke and change the game on the last day. Do y'all get that impression at all? Or am I making that up? I'm, I'm um, thinking of like some of the tee shots he's hit where he waits till Sunday to try and massively cut the corner or do something crazy. I think Bryson thinks about the way he can play the course and taking advantage to the ent- entire course. And why I'm saying that is he was literally aiming into the crowd day after day on right certain holes and it it was it was it wasn't a miss he was going there yeah you know and it it was like i'm intentionally hitting into the rough because i think i have a better chance 
at making a better angle. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a few holes in particular. He'd he'd blow it right where it's trampled down rough. He'd just he'd hit a bomb right, like sixty yards right. Just go scoop his tee. Not a fucking single whisper of a four. And well, you that, don't yell four if you're trying to hit there. Yes, you or do. You do if there are people I, standing I'm joking. there. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just saying, like, when listen, I meant to go there. They should know that. They should <laughs> They should there. see where my feet are aimed. <laughs> they should not be there. They should know that is the best place to be on this hole, and it's where you should be making birdie from. I think the lack of force is bullshit. Like, I agree. Br- Bryson and Wolf were both doing it. They were just air, like, just flying greens. They were fucking blowing it far right, and you didn't hear it. Like, they were just like, nothing. You're like, no. hey, this is my course. Watch out. I agree. Yo, four. Yeah. Come on, guys. It's the- a pride thing. They don't want to. Four sounds like you hit a bad shot, which four really means watch your fucking dome. They're like, the, this, this very same week, I don't know who it was, but somebody posted, uh, on social media, like their orbital bone being like blown up by that exact thing, like just yeah. exploded on their face. Like when you're Bryson, like your paws are going fast, They're dog. Gonna hurt. <laughs> like you can fuck some people up, but uh, whatever. I guess if you're following Bryson on the fairway, just like wear a helmet or something. <laughs> I like know. the idea of the whole fairway line with like motocross helmets. <laughs> just everyone protecting. Yeah, we're the Bryson contingent. We come, we come prepared. Um. Can we talk about Rory? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, please. That I mean, there was no one I was rooting harder for this Sunday than than Rory, and this is the first major in a while where he was actually in contention. Well, I can say that I was. You know, he's in contention because I was worried about him because yeah. I wanted Rom to win. Yeah, and I was worried about Rory, so that means he was legitimately in contention. Yeah, he wasn't so, backdooring in. He yeah. wasn't pulling out like a Sunday sixty-six yeah. and like creeping into the top three or something like that. Like he was in the mix from the jump, and there was flat. Like he just, dude, he couldn't make a putt. Like he yeah. couldn't make a putt to save his life, and this is becoming alarming. Like. It's like the weeks where he gets his putter on, he blows up the field by like six strokes. And like, that's what could have happened today. Oh, for sure. Like, he had so many looks that he just couldn't make. And he would have like six footers for birdie and he'd end up fucking bogeying. Yeah. It's, it was so aggravating to watch because you could just see, like, dude, you're finding it. You found it. This is like the perfect venue for you. Like, this isn't even like, like, this is almost a PGA Tour event and you might finally get back on the fucking horse with majors. And, God, if he didn't just just throw it away. I don't know this off the top of my head. Does he struggle with POA generally? Like, does has yeah, he not, put well not on really. the West Coast? I like he does fine over here. He just I looked like he, he did not have a fucking clue. I don't think Rory has putted well in a long time. Like he has moments where he puts well, but like he's one of those guys that's always switching putters and he's always doing something with his. Twenty nineteen, he was putting well. He won. He won. He won five times in the players. Like he, he was putting his ass off that year. Yeah, I mean, I, but that was the to last me, time. When I watch golf, or when I watch Rory play golf, it always seems like his wedges, which are generally like he's hitting They're wedge bad. into holes that people aren't normally hitting wedges in, and then he's not as close to guys that are hitting fucking eight, eight or nine, nine irons yeah. in, and you're like Rory. What the fuck? And then it's like, okay, it's that. And then 
his putter is just not good. Yeah. That's generally what it is. He drives the fuck out of the ball. He hits irons like really good. And then, you know, his wedges and. I mean, there's something to be said. If you spend all your time making sure you're the best driver on tour, you're probably not the best putter on tour. <laughs> it's hard to be both. Yeah, I mean, and when you are like Bryson was Unless last year, he he Unless won, and he wins the U.S. Open in like three events. So right. like, if you can figure them both out, I mean, story Rory lost two strokes on the green this week. That's insane. Um, two strokes would have put him at four under, which is second place. Two second, yeah. Uh, n- no, nah, he he came in kind of wobbly. He only got the minus one. Okay, he was missing a lot of putts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean. The, the thing here is that, like, I, I actually am taking a lot of positives out of this week, though. Sure. Like, he was actually in contention in a major, like, in a real way. And he hit some incredible golf shots that just didn't result in him making any putts. So if, if he can get a good putting week to fall on a major day and get some separation, like, I'm... Rory's gonna win another major soon. I I, I put the over. I, I put it before. I think within the next twelve majors, he's winning one of them. Well, it's three years. Yeah, like, I, I just when you're saying soon, I wasn't predicting three years. I mean, there's only four a year. I know, but still, it's soon to me feels like. I, I was about to ask like this year, like with the remaining. I'm saying like that's that's the, that's the longest it's gonna take. Like he could okay. win one sooner. Rory I, has four majors. If I put the over under at seven and a half, over or under, under, but I underestimate how. I mean, not underestimate. I properly you, rate you how many majors people rate, are gonna yeah. have. There's four of them a year, I mean, you, and there's like fifteen. You give guys. your opinion on what you think major, the amount of majors. Like I could, Brooks could very well get ten, and you'd be like, oh yeah, I mean I, that makes sense after the way he's been playing. You know, like I don't know. You just don't. Like if, you, you say it's realistic because it's a lower number, but it may, very well may be realistic, you know, five years down the road when he has fucking six or seven. You said seven and a half. I think no, like I'm this... talking about Brooks. Like you, you, I take from the statement you made about, but I'm realistic about the amount of majors I think people are going to win is like a shot at me for saying Brooks is going to win 10. Yeah, I, I think you can say something realistic that's also very flattering to a player, like the, extremely flattering. Like, I th- I think it's reasonable to say that Brooks will have seven majors. Like, I think that I think three more, with how deep golf is getting and how injury prone he yeah. is, getting three more, three more would be huge. Would be huge if he continues to put himself in contention like he has been. Like, there's no reason that he shouldn't knock off, you know one except maybe for, two a year except for at, john rom at, has to like, win some yeah and, i was gonna say and, nobody wins and jt's gotta win some and dj's gotta win some and xander's gotta win some and sung jay's gotta win some <laughs> and he's gotta keep himself healthy like he there, there, all there's a lot of like hovland colin morikawa wolf I like get it man but as soon as someone starts getting in into contention as much as him and the way he's doing it, like he's going to rattle him off. Here's the deal. He's got to win six to get to 10. Yep. There is four a year. So you think, let's say Brooks, how long do we think Brooks can play for? How many more years can he play with his fucked up knees? He's 27. We said, no, he's 31. 31. Brooks is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's 31. He's got what? Six more years. Let's give him nine years. 
you think he's you think he can play at forty with his knees with how he swings it? Dude, we nine years modern medicine and, and especially how it is now, like it could be you could live like one forty, one forty five. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, like knees. You know, I I'm not worried. To be quite honest, I'm not worried about his injuries. Well, do you? Th- well, a I think he should be, but B, do you think he's that interested in golf for the next nine years? Look, he's gonna make a shitload of money if he's well, one of the majors. The, that's the real question. Like, eventually, he's gonna that's say, the "Dog, I'm taking my boat out." And I'm disappearing. Yeah, I mean that's the real question. I, that could very well be the thing. Like if he loses interest, that that could be the 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 factor. I'm not even taking into, uh, you know, context. And how about we say is seven years reasonable? I think so. Yes, I think he'll be playing of him for seven competing more years. with the kids that are still in yeah. junior high right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. how the game changes. So let's let's are say we taking the total fill factor out of it. Like we, he won't win one later. And I don't in believe life. Brooks will be playing. It's not 15. his game. It's not yeah. his style of play. It's not, you've seen historically the bombers of their age, besides Tiger, like come back at an older age and win one. Yeah, it's I, always like the finesse sh- short game, really good. Like right. although Phil did pick up a lot of speed and become a bomber. But <laughs> he waited until he was 50 to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, look here, like seven times four is 28. We haven't seen this seven new times age four. of guys that take the take the approach that Phil has implemented to win a major come and be that old. Uh, okay, we will put it at eight. Eight years. 32. Eight is, yeah, 32, and he's got to win six. Like, that means he's going to win, win 18.7 five percent of the remaining majors so that's almost that's not one his, a year that's not even his clip at winning them now yeah that's one a year basically he has to win six it's it's essentially one a year yeah he might do it well i'm just saying uh, i just wouldn't I, I also i also don't necessarily agree on the seven years so sure i will we just change it to eight well, regardless, I don't agree with the eight. Okay, either. you were at nine, so it knocks him down to like fifteen percent. He has to win the next fifteen percent of the majors. I mean, let's say you double nine, and we give him that's still ten percent of them. That means he has to win one every other year. For I the think next it, ten years, or, it could happen. He could knock off a two or three. Like he won back to back U.S. Opens. Sure. He, you know, the way he he did it shows that like he gets hot and. And just the way you fit, you know, I we don't have to keep going about this. Yeah. You know, I have my opinion about it, but I, I, I just, the way he said, the thing that brought it into it, he's like, I had a realistic expectation of majors. So, I mean, that's really how this got started. Yeah. Sure. We, we always get down these tracks too yeah, easily. We um, yeah, we were talking about Rory. And uh, look, I, I'm taking positives out of his performance. I think he's going to win one. Obviously, three years isn't necessarily soon, but I, I think... He's he's winning at least one in the next like half a dozen like half like the next I, I dozen attempts. I wouldn't disagree. Yeah, I would not disagree. Considering he's that, close. considering it's been what he won in 2016, so it's been seven years. It's been seven years. No, that's not five. Right. It's I think. five. What? Sixteen plus five 16? is twenty-one. The 2016 PGA. Yeah, or wait, no, that was no. I'm sorry. No, that was seven years. That was Jimmy Walker that won the 2016 PGA. So it would be 2014 then if it's seven years. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 2014 PGA Championship. Yep, Valhalla. Um, yeah, so yeah, so it that's soon on a Rory scale at this point. <laughs> like, I, I mean, if he wins sooner, cool. I, I, I think he can put himself in position. But, like, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, three years isn't soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm once again trying to be realistic. I think he can. He's gonna win another one. He will. I think if I had to put, you know, where, where he's gonna finish, I think he's. I think Rory. I think it's safe to say that Rory's gonna have six majors by the time he's done. I think it's fair. So if you were betting right now, you would say you would bet Rory to have a career Grand Slam. I, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> um, well, that's. I mean. He would have to win the Masters. Right. See, my thought is that he's going to get a Masters and maybe be done with majors. I don't know. I, I his his he clearly like like I he, I think he's going to win another one that's not the Masters for sure. Yeah, like I think his yeah, game is, get, his game is too well suited for for the the PGA. And if U.S. Opens continue to be less like Shinnecock and Oakmont and Chambers Bay and more like, it's just rough. more like, you know, Tory Pines, Tory Pines and, like and Wingfoot. Like the more, the more that those two majors continue to like kind of meet in the middle, yeah. the more he's going to have opportunities to win those two majors. Yeah. He and might also, win one before the Masters, I think. But when he wins a Masters, I think he's going to be fully checked out. I don't know. Who, who's to say? Um, I don't know. There's been times over his career I feel like he's been checked out. I think it just depends on the circumstance. Like, if he's playing, like, the greatest golf of his life and he feels like he's got an opportunity to, like, rattle him off. Like, look, if there's anything about this schedule right now, it's it's that you can uh, you can get hot for a short amount of time and, like, rattle off some, some majors. Which yeah. go to your point about Brooks. But, like, the main thing being here is that, like, if someone's feeling it, like, they're not just going to, like, shy away from the game. Like, for if sure. he – if like – but I under, I understand it. Like Rory's got more pers- like more perspective. I than feel most. like that's just one of the things that is keeping his attention. Like he wants to get a Masters, so he's like staying involved in the game and doing it. And th- I'm not saying that he wouldn't be if he has a Masters, but I think he's more invested because he has that goal. Like goals are so important in sports and stuff like that. Like and achievements. So when you have something that you're working towards and that the masters is definitely, I would imagine one of his, um, when you lose that and that's done, you know, and when you're in a position Rory is, it's interesting. It's almost like the McGregor thing. Like he made all that money, right. became, became the double champ. He's like, I'm going to start Mayweather. Now. And yeah. like you, you know, it's hard to get motivated when you wake up in silver or not silver, but silk sheets or whatever yeah. the phrase is, you know, I think the so. legacy thing, I, we don't have to go down this wormhole, but, but he's I already legacy made his legacy, right? Uh, well, he, he I has, think he has he bigger hasn't. hopes for yeah, himself. Exactly. Like, I think he really wants to be resting in the pantheon. I think a career grand slam is definitely like very I, well more he towards that. He wants to be in I've, the tiger and Jack conversation. Well, he's not no, going to be that's in not that gonna conversation. Happen. I think I, and to me, he wants to be in the pantheon. He wants to be up there with Phil and Arnie. He wants to have, he wants to have six, seven, and he, he wants to be remembered as one of the greatest to ever do it. And at the very same time to be one of those guys that the entire time he was just class. Well, if he gets, if he gets a U.S. open or a PGA, and a major or in a masters that'll be six and a career grand slam and i think that would do it for yeah him. for sure for sure yeah. um and that's totally possible i just it, to what i was saying i think once he gets that masters if it's you know i think it's gonna change him for sure but it may be see. better it may be worse but i'm leaning towards like him checking out yeah i would like to see him win another open yeah i, I would like yeah It'd be it would be cool for him to rattle off one more over there. Um, his game isn't really like built for it, but you know he he's he's he one of the most Hoy talented Lake guys and, on tour. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he can find it anywhere. 
But uh, yeah, let's jump over to another major winner, Colin Morikawa. A really strong finish from him. Um, he, he played kind of, I think he was almost a forgotten man for a while this yeah. weekend. Like, just, this is a kid now where he's played in uh, what looks like six majors and he's top 10 half of them. Yeah. Like, with a win in one of them. T4 this week. Like, the kid's a fucking stud. He's insane. He is so good. Yeah, I think Colin Morkow is one of the guys that we are all like on the same page with a hundred percent, you know, like he's a young guy, very talented, you know, one of, you know, maybe the all time best ball strikers. It seems to be like up until, you know, this point for him. And, uh, it's just hard not to like the guy. Yeah. He came up with Wolf and I ride hard for Wolf and have always. And, but, you know, so I was apprehensive to even like, wanting to cheer for Morikawa because yeah. I want my Wolfie. boy Wolf to fucking, you know, be the the thoroughbred of that fucking class of guys. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to deny the, you know, talent Morikawa has, and he's just a likable dude, so, you know. It, it's crazy that, like, it pretty much is, like, happening again because, I mean, to me, Morikawa, Wolf, and uh, Hovland really are, like, the JT Ricky Spieth again. Like, yeah. I get that those aren't exactly the same cadences. Like, Ricky was a bit older than them. But, like, I think they're all really likable. I think they're all great for the game. I think they're all extremely talented. Like, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this next generation. I'm really happy about them, like being in the game. And I think that's just the reason why I think it's gonna be so hard to win majors because there's gonna be kids like them right behind them. Like, yeah, and it's gonna keep being like this really dense, highly powerful, really skilled young crop of kids always coming in. I mean, fucking Ninaber, dude, Ninaber. Yeah. So. Do y'all know who's leading the tour in strokes gain, Tita Green? I would imagine it's Rom. Uh, it depends on what database you're looking at. PJ Tour. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's Morikawa. Tita Green? Tita Green. It's Morikawa. Yeah, I mean that. Which is insane because he's not a long knocker. You wouldn't expect it, but yeah. He, he led Tita Green this week at, at, yeah. at Torrey Pines. You would just think the way the PGA he. PGA Tour events, yeah. right? So we can look at OWGR and. No, it would be on data golf, but um, look, I don't think it's lost on anybody that Kamora Cow is really good tee to green. Yeah, like yeah, he, data golf has John Rom, or that's just strokes gain. Sorry, I, sorry. Tee um, to green, he is second. Morikawa is first. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's not lost on anybody that he's one of the greatest ball strikers there is out there, and it's obviously an overused term, I, but. Sorry, I I'm is, I'm just a rom guy real quick. Um, and it, he just won the major. I just want to say they are separated by three, uh, one hundredths of sure. a, of a stroke, and they are the only. That's g- more than the separation between DJ and Rom and the OWGR. <laughs> okay, OW. Yeah, it's flawed. Um, they are the only two guys that are gaining over two strokes on the field as well. The yep. closest other guy is Cantlay at one point seven seven. Yeah. Well, and w- the fun thing about Morikawa is that every iron shot is going to get close. And if he can figure out his putter, he's going to be insane. Yeah, it's his only like, red figure for strokes He missed some gained. ugly putts this week. He lost over a stroke at yeah. Torrey Pines this week on the greens. Almost he's just about right. even strokes gained with the you know field. Right. Right now, he's minus .41. 
So he's right there pretty much with the average, but uh, he is losing his, you yeah. know. To be average and still be leading the tour is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. Another youngin. Let's talk the chef, boys. Let's uh, talk I would ab- like. Can I interrupt for a second? I would like to talk about the Shafle because you were talking highly of him, and he- as if I wasn't going to get to one of my Wolfpack guys, we're going to get to Shafle, dude. Yeah, I want to get to him now. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> Shafle. Another top ten in a major, one of the most consistent major performers. Fucking in modern golf. Yeah, but you had high hopes. And yeah, I chose him to win. He didn't win this week. Like, what? What do you want from me? I don't know. He just once again didn't didn't show up how he needs to. You know, it's kind of amazing the shit that someone throws finally when his guy wins his first major. I like, say, I don't how, know if you call it top ten a like bad wh- performance. In the major. fact that you're saying that Shoffley's top ten is a bad performance is just a testament of how fucking good Shoffley is. I'm not denying that he's good. I I, uh, I I don't know. He's currently a bridesmaid. He's going to have his day in the sun eventually. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to win a major. Uh, but he's been a bridesmaid for a long time. And He's uh, just becoming really close to a lot of tournaments lately, which, yes, in in your, your argument, like, yeah, that means he's playing well. Like, I get that. But you've got to win some if you're going to come close that much. And I'm not talking about just majors. I'm talking about regular tournaments too. Like, yeah, he's in the mix all the time, but he has, he isn't good at fucking getting it done. It seems, dude. He's like, and you can say the same thing about Ricky too. Like, I can, I can eat it too. Like, I get it. Like, he's I, like six months older than Rom. Like, it's been like, he, like, yeah. chill out. Like, he has time. Like, it, yeah, if he was 32, and I was like, man, Xander, like, one of the greatest ever. Like you say with Rom. And being like not having anything to show for it, like, look, Xander has a better record at majors than Rom does. His strokes gain at majors is better than Rom's is. He's a better major performer than Rom is. He just doesn't have the one win that Rom has. Like, let's just pump the brakes for a second. Uh, I'm just going off of you know what I've seen over the last year or so from Shoffley, and I'm not saying he's not good, man. I'm not doing it. You know, may it the was a arm weird... lock putter thing be weighing heavily on my head right now? And yes. did he putt like shit with it this week? Yeah, and deservedly. Look, you paused the the chef that I was going to start on to talk shit about sh- to sh- about Shoffley, and the moment I come back with you with like, I it, just feel like you were hot on him at the beginning of like the he last top putt. ten, and yeah, he had he, a chance. He was in contention to win this week, and what let him down? His putter. Ah, interesting. You're trying to turn this into an arm lock conversation. No, arm. you're, I mean, you're I, chastising Shoffley about not getting it done. Well, yeah, it's, you know, a few things that I wanted to talk about. Dude, I don't know how you come out of this week and I'd be like, look, dude, he's getting so close so often he's going to get one of these. Like, they've like they've had almost the same number I of major starts. I never said he wasn't going to get one. I just said we should talk about him, and I wanted to talk about him now because I, you know, had some things to say. All right, finish your thought, Dave. Finish my thought about Shoffley. I just yeah. wanted to hear what you had to say for one, and I had some things to say, which is the arm lock putting thing, which he thought was going to be advantage, which it didn't. Really Second seem week like. using it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, didn't seem to be working yet. Um, usually, there's a honeymoon period. Not seeing that. Um, but God, you're such a dickhead. Just the way that you're saying things right now, like you're clearly just like vindictive right now, like. Looking for something. Well, he just doesn't like the arm lock. I hate the stance he's taken on it. I literally hate it. 
It doesn't. I, Did you see Max Homo's tweet about it? I didn't see it. No. He said that arm lock putting is basically a way for people who are bad at putting to get good at putting, and it doesn't really make great putters that much better, and it should be banned. Which also and makes he said, sense. And, you no, know, guess Xander. what? And guess what? Guess what he says after? I'll probably try what Xander's doing too. Well, then I, I don't like that either from Homo. Look, it's not an unpopular opinion to take this stance that you think it should be banned, but if you think it's a unique advantage, you're going to experiment with it. Like, it's weird that you're chastising someone for trying to just seek out some advantages. What I chastise about it is the whole mentality he's gone about it. Like, if you think something should be, be banned, and I know this is where our opinions differ, We've I know already that. Did I was going to say, we like we're not rehashing it. Okay, yeah. well, let's not. But Sanders still was, he was 58th this week in putting. So he was... Man. Slightly above middle of yeah, the pack. Yeah, exactly. But out and of he's people usually making the top ten. Yeah, I mean, he was statistically one of the best putters on tour. And look, he, this is his second event we, with yeah. it. Like, just if he thinks it's going to be worth it, he'll give it some more time. If not, he'll stop using it. Like, I get, I don't like. He's just trying to find yeah. more strokes out there, or like more strokes gained out there, wherever he can. Exactly. Like it, it whatever. Um, all right, I'm gonna finally get to talk about Chef. Like, goddamn. Scheffler is having a year, boys. Yeah, like, he is. The, the kid has played in three majors this year. He has one top 20 at the Masters, a top 10 at the PGA, with a bogey on 18 where he would have been in the top five. And then he top 10 again here, and he parred 18, which is a birdie hole, to also miss the top, top 10. 10. Like, the chef is cooking up a season, boys. The like, chef is the real deal. And he doesn't even have a win. Like, he's going to yeah. get one, man. Yeah. Like, I'm so hyped on the boy. I'm loving his promise right now. Like, he's he just has such a high ceiling. It's crazy. Like, he'll have he'll have spots where it's like, oh, dude, he's fucking dead. And he'll just find something. Like, is, there's just something about those Dallas boys that just know how to work it. He's only behind Rom and Spieth in top tens this year. I mean, it's dude. A pretty good number. He he's truly putting on a great season that I hope people recognize for considering how new he is on tour. Yeah, he's like, a baller. I think he's gonna do some damage on tour. Yeah, I mean, he just that he's he fucking won over on Thursday and won over on Sunday, which is, yeah. isn't the way that you want to start or end a tournament. For sure. But he just he's one of those guys where he's kind of like Rory, where he puts himself in so many positions where like oh birdie he's got it and like he'll he'll he just doesn't he'll, it seems like he kind of plays well at the majors you know the the few he's played you know he's kind of found himself into the mix so you know that's a good sign the, the first three days he was uh leading the strokes uh on on the greens i think apart from bland on friday but yeah. uh like he he was through the first three days he was getting uh the most on the greens so if he can roll the rock and he can avoid some big numbers whenever he's slipping out out there, he's he can definitely. I think he's going to crank out a win here soon, a lot sooner than uh, people I mean, think when I say soon. The chef's game is nice. I mean, he's gaining. He's positive in all facets of his game with strokes gained. Um, you know, not necessarily as high as he wants to be, but everything's good. Um, he's total plus one point four two strokes gained but um yeah i I like the chef too i I don't really have much bad to say about the chef Um, it's hard too he's just he's just yeah and he's one of those guys kind of like wolf that you know it's fun to watch him play because he's unique yeah Yeah. i mean look if 
if Chef wasn't playing with Bryson and Bryson didn't have a meteoric fucking explosion out there, like maybe he would have had the vibes to get it done today. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and just to go back to Chef real quick, like when he was in I was contention just talking at, about Chef. <laughs> <laughs> he was in contention at match play. Like, you know, we were all rooting for the Chef to do it. You yeah, know? fucking like, Billy Ho. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's going to get get some wins out there and you know i'll be stoked. it seems like he's kind of on the same trajectory as uh xander a little bit like he shows up at the majors like he, he might like maybe that will be his kind of course for a little while and he might crank one out like you know xander will soon um quick quick side note maybe like 10 seconds on him the mole the mole he showed up on the first are we worried about royal st george right now <laughs> who knows <laughs> i said mole. i said it i think in january when we did the draft that this would be the last year that the mole did anything substantial so well that i wouldn't call a t13 substantial this no, week so i think there's that. something still in store but, yeah gonna, he might rattle a win off here at the end or of the it might just be him tearing up the Ryder cup again very well could oh, be very possible but we'll have a Ryder cup whist, pod. whistling straights like i don't know if that course necessarily sits up too great for him but it doesn't but you know this is where we're at. Um, <laughs> all right. You know, if you're not first, you're last. So I saved him for last. Let's talk Louie. Mm-hmm. Is he the greatest runner up major performer of all time? That isn't like, I don't know. Jack. St- I don't like, know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. St- statistically, but it, I think he's sure got health four or five. Like Only seconds. player in golf history with six runner ups with zero or one major. Well, that tells you right there. Can you imagine, like, it? it's not unfathomable that he has four majors and we're having the, the Brooks conversation about Louis Tyson. Yeah, I mean, look, it, you would, a lot of people chalk it up to him not being, like, as engaged enough or doesn't care enough or, like, and then at the same time I'd say, like, that's probably why he's so consistent in majors is that, like, he doesn't let shit affect him like DJ, really. Yeah. You like, know what? So, uh, never mind. No, no, you're all good. Um it's just, this is just kind of random. I'm just looking at data golf right now on the strokes game thing, and they have expected PGA Tour wins, think Travelers Championship. And just looking at the top of the, the, the thing right here for strokes gained, Patrick Cantlay is expected 3.02 wins a year, and Rom is expected 0.83. And that's just cr- that like 3.0 seems so insane. Like, I mean, he's leading the FedEx Cup. He's a really well, consistent he's leading. Player. He's leading the entire thing. That's he's I've the highest expected. The you're about. Yeah, he's the highest expected wins. And the closest person to him is at one point nine. And it's Colin Morikawa. So this is just consistent is, golf. So they play. might Us. be going. They might be going deep though, and they might build away which events that you play because he plays fall events. Yeah. So like. Cantley like wins like a Shriners like once a year. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just crazy like that. He's literally a well, entire he, win higher expected than the closest person. He's got it. a half win this year with the Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And he won earlier in the year. He won at a, I don't remember off the top, top yeah, of my head, he but he won it he earlier won this like year. Five weeks ago. Yeah. So he has two wins this year. So they're not like off, but yeah. it's just. So that's probably oh, expected no, that's season wins. That's probably saying expected yeah, so season wins. They think he's going to win more. one more. Yeah. Oh, wait, how many did they have at Ram at? 0.8. Because okay, he so hasn't won other than the major, which isn't a PGA. I get it, but it would be over but, one right there if they're doing it like as you win them. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's set I don't and forget. Know if it's set like that. I haven't looked at this stat thing, so I don't really know. Yeah. Um because Rom's not even like in the mix. <laughs> like they have speed. Yeah, Rom's at point oh eight. Xander's at one point oh six. Dustin Johnson oh point six eight. I think that's fair for this year. Bryson one point oh one six. TJ wins every year. No, he wins every season. Yeah. Which is a difference. They they yeah. have to say that because he didn't win right. one of those years. Yeah. The number of average PGA Tour wins, think Travelers Championship, we would expect given a golfer's strokes gain performance in the non-majors this season. Oh, oh non-majors. non-majors. Well, yeah, because yeah, they're not PGA, PGA Tour. Tour. I get it. So P- Cantley has two wins already on tour, right. so they're expecting him to win one more, one more. PGA Tour event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weird stat. It's, it's definitely cool. a weird stat. I like stat. that stat, though. Um, yeah, DJ hasn't won this year yet. Does he win this year? He won the. He hasn't won on the PGA Tour or a major right. this year. We he have won, that he, same stat for majors Saudi. if you're intrigued. I'm assuming Xander is probably the highest. Bryson, Bryson is .99. Then it goes DJ .94. Then it goes Matthew Wolf .52. So there's there well, really a drop off. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just strokes gained in major performances, and that's probably that the number make any of sense. no. It's a, this is the number of major wins we would expect given a golfer's strokes gained performance in the majors this season. Yeah. Oh, this season. Yeah. Yeah. Xander didn't play great at yeah. uh, the PGA. I would also expect Brooks to be higher up if it wasn't just this season. Didn't he miss the cut at the Masters? Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. If it wasn't just this season, that's uh, why I I uh, wasn't seeing him on this list, and I'm like, what is like, where is Brooks? So I'm what, having to scroll down here. What doesn't yeah. make sense is why is Rom not high on that list? Given because it's expected for the rest of the or. But he should his strokes gained this season in majors should be pretty he, good. Did he? He top fived in the Masters. Rom is he yeah, he's like fived. maybe in the top. Yeah, he's outside of the top ten. He's like maybe like thirteen or fourteen. Oh, don't look into that deeper. Um. Anyway, so the Oost. Um, yeah, like Dave was worried about the Oost. I was worried too. I literally texted uh, in he our was group the one chat. I was the most Fuck worried about. to watch more Oost. If there's one thing you Dude, can count I, Oost I, is I that get he it, doesn't But win. I just had this fucking I mean, feeling I'll, like this was going to be like, you know, you do it enough, like one of them are going to happen. I well, was, and I, I didn't think Rom was making that putt on 18. Yeah. And then I mean, it's a very different situation. I mean,. Yeah, I I like how you can entertain fucking Dick Bland, but like the Oost, there's like no I, way the Oost is going to make cause, it happen. Because Bland is a wild card. I know what to expect from Oost. Look, dude, I've seen Louie runner up six times, all right? So like I, I know what I'm getting out of the Oost, and then I watch how he won at the old course. So like I know what happens for Oost to win things. And uh, I was telling you Sunday morning, Dave, we were helping our dad move, and I'm like, don't worry about the Oost. <laughs> Don't worry about the Oost. Yeah, I mean, you did say that. I was worried about him, though. I, I'm not going to lie about that. I also told Dave and my dad on Sunday morning, I'm like, I would take Xander and Rom against the field. And uh, you would have been right. Yeah. <laughs> and they both had a chance coming down the wire. Like, before Rom had gone birdie birdie, Xander was at three under, yeah. like, right around them both. Like, it, there was a chance for both of them coming down the stretch. Yeah. Um. All right, so that's uh that's the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, guys. Where do uh where do we where do we go from here? 
I mean, if there, if y'all want to say any last words about Tory Pines or John Rom or Wolf or anything about the week, I don't, I don't know. I would, I'm assuming with that statement, you might want to bring up the fantasy. I don't know. No, we don't have time for okay. that. We'll, we'll do, yeah. we'll do that later on. All I was just say is that Dave and I made some moves this week. We charged up the boards. I charged yeah. down the boards. The, I, would I, just say- I wanted to maybe ask Ryan like. Do you have plans with your team? I mean, Ryan, like, just so you guys know, Ryan is at minus seven points in the league right he's now. He's the only one negative points in the league. To also Down be 24 safe. points, I think, to the next worst place. Yeah, so just um, ninth place, he's down 24 he also points. Has made a, he, he made, I think, maybe one or two ad drops. I don't know, but I know one of them was to pick up Tyler McCumber, which was a questionable a which, poor choice. Which was a poor choice and from he the dropped, jump. He dropped Lee Westwood for him, who proceeded to go on his little run he did through florida yes um, correct which yep. was a hard thing to see you hate to see that um almost as much i want to i want to just hear from the man English. himself like what what exactly the plan is for the organization Look, and the plan is we're fielding calls on the entire team if anyone has any interest in anyone on the team oh as far as trades yeah, yeah. get at me the whole team is wide open um there are going to be some ad uh, drops to come i'll proposition I'll proposition Ricky for Wolf. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> I think that's not with how sporadic Wolf can be with his miscuts and Ricky's finding form and steadying out again. It's honestly like you're kind of picking consistency versus volatility at this point. It had Wolf, and Ricky's actually saved me from potentially losing points and majors by not being in there. Had Wolf not performed like he did this weekend, we might be open to that conversation. But at this point, we're not there. All right, you said you're fielding him. I'm, that's I, I'm fielding. I, I feel I'm it. not offering you Spieth, Roy, or Chef. Sure. So that's. I mean, yeah, no. you want to take a look at the mole? Like yeah. you, you're familiar with the mole. Yeah, it didn't go well <laughs> last time I had the mole. But no, we're uh, we're gonna make some ad drops this week. He's he's the. You he, have some prospects you're looking at. I do not, not yet. Not, that's not, why I haven't done anything yeah, because I'm not I made time you because you know you don't want to. Dis- of course, I'm not going to let somebody jump drops. in after listening but, to this pod. Yeah. To probably all nine of y'all listening. Yeah. But all I can say is that it was uh, it was an intense Sunday finish for my matchup against Haley this week. We were outperforming everyone. You would have lost to me this week, Dave. You Ron won the major, and you would have lost to me this week. He was the only guy on my team besides Brian Harmon that got me points. But uh, he was r- really my only hope this week. Yeah. I mean, not really because Jimmy's team shit the bed. But uh, yeah. I really uh, want to see a John Rom, you are our only hope meme, like <laughs> coming out of R two D two. Yeah, I mean, I literally beat everyone in the field this week, and I almost lost to Haley. Like we all, we were gonna Bryson exploding on that hole save me, and then also I was gonna go to a wash with Haley, and then Henley three putted from ten feet on eighteen, and then that would got me the win over yeah. Haley. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was gonna be so bummed, dude, that like I lost to fucking Tyler on the first week of the Masters because Hideki won and I would have beat like almost every everybody yeah. else in the field. And the same thing almost happened this week. When well, Bryson was uncharging the win, I was like, God fucking damn it. It's <laughs> also gotten really close at the top of the leaderboard. There isn't a big difference. I think... Uh, How you doing up. down there, TJ? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, that shit talking, bro. Shut it up. <laughs> um, I started off at minus five points in the league. Maybe even got to the seven where Ryan is at, and I'm already, what, dwarfing you by 20 You're in points the 50s now? now right? Yeah. We're at 50 flat. I think I'm at 51. Yeah. I, and he's all at like I know 38. Is that Clint is on top with 52, and I think 55. Uh, me, 54, I thought. 55. All I know is it's like only a couple points 
with the top four teams that are yeah different. me you tyler and clint are all within striking distance of each yeah, other yeah like it's gonna come down to the wire yeah i like my have, i like my one, squad going into royal st george yeah we have sure. one major left that's the only week where the points are doubled head to head. and we're ending at the tour championship right like, yeah like always yeah so you know there's some tournaments still but the the open's gonna be the, probably the big decider which is cool I mean, I think this has definitely been the best year of fantasy so far, as far as like the whole for you. Well, <laughs> well I mean, I've we have ten, we have ten very, people in the league. It's like the, the most. The very first year, I won two majors. I on just my team. meant that I'm getting killed. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Not. I'm talking about as far as like the. It's a good. Way it's worked. Yeah, you know, it's going well. The the different points and the gaining points for winning majors and also losing points like. I don't know why we did. You just gain points the year before and don't lose points. The like, first year we had fucking world rankings in it too. Like we had, like it, it, dude, it, it was intense. It was like a lot of math. <laughs> and what what were we doing again with the world rankings? It was basically like the lower. At the end of the day, you were trying to get the lowest number. Like so, like wins were like taking like you were getting minus points for wins, mm. and like world ranking points was like you want to be as low as possible. Yeah, so it was a golf like, game. Yeah. yeah. And in that season, somebody chose Tiger. And at that time, Tiger was 1,600th in the world. Yeah, that's not a good And spot. that was the year he fucking turned up. And he moved. It was like Brandon, I think. Yeah, he, Brandon moved. And he, he went up like fucking over 1,000 places. Yeah. Like it was fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, Clint's team has 56 points. But I, I was pulling this up because I have three. You, uh, three. British Open champions on my team and Ricky who plays well at the, at the British Open. Like my team is ready for Royal St. George, dude. They're we're fucking ready. I'm f- I'm feeling yeah. good. I'm ex- I'm excited for things yeah, those like Those are all good guys. I mean I I mean you're I, I already I mean, you're gonna have the winner. Spieth is gonna win at Royal St. George's. So, Weird, weirdly enough, like I mean, I would love I, it. I don't even know if Ricky's in the field. I've got a I would wi- love if he won. Dude, but you don't be sick if you went over there and you try to qualify. Like some of the stuff like around he plays Scotland. Well over there too. Yeah. He could go but, just win the Scottish right quick. Yeah, again. <laughs> again. He, you know. Um, but I got a weird feeling about Chef there, dude. I have no idea, but I got a weird feeling about <laughs> Chef there. Like like what if he blows to the field by like seven? Like just I like doesn't Scotty hit it way up in the air? Dude, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> the highest on tour. Dude, apparently. we were worried about it at the PGA and it didn't fucking matter. Yeah. <laughs> at the PGA? Yeah, we were what, talking about Harding how we weren't Park? sure about No, at Kiowa. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. Um, did I, yeah, I just got a good feeling about Royal St. George this year, dude. I'm so good. excited for an open, dude. I'm so excited for us to go out to Lynx Golf. This is my fucking shit right here. I mean, yeah, it's sick. It's been almost two years, so it's the last since we were there. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. But yeah, I, I mean, is there do we have any you know, anything else we want to get into or do some closing um, things? Look, congratulations to Rom. He fucking deserves it. Uh, good, good win. Uh, over under on Rob Majors. I'm putting it at. I'm putting it at five and a half. Ooh, and we're all gonna say over or under. Yeah, yeah. I'll say Dave. I'll say I'll let you say over, and then how many more? Yeah, he's gonna say eleven. <laughs> um, I'm saying five and a half. Like that's the over under. That's yeah. a high over under. I think Rom's really good. I do too. How old is Rom again? I know He's I should 26 know. Twenty six, twenty seven, yeah, twenty six. Um, I'm yeah. I want I want to say over. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. It, five majors is world class. I think he's getting four or five. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I love Rombo, but six majors is like how many guys have six majors? Not many. Yeah, like more six or more. It's like less than tw- it's like around twelve. Yeah. He's the best player in the world, man. Yep. Finally can say it. Um, I, I've been saying it. Yeah, like, you have. can finally say it with with all of the data pointing to you yeah. being correct. I'll take the over, though. We're going to get him wow. to six. We're wow. going to get him to six. We will will him there. I think he's going to win an open. What do you think is the spread? Does he, get a, does he get a career grand slam? He's going to win that. Augusta, and I feel like he can play well in the open. And I don't see any reason he can't win he PGA. Might. He might. So I, very I wouldn't well. be surprised. His game is suited for all of them. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that he won't. Just a feeling. But uh, I think he will have over five and a half majors. Yeah. All right. Two overs. I mean, you got you guys got numbers? I think on for it? some reason, I mean, like the PGA six. championship is the one he won't get. And it's like the easiest of the majors. I but, tell yeah. it to speed, dude. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just like Look, weird stuff like yeah. that. Like I'll take the over and career grand slam. Hell I think yeah. He does it. I like that. I want that for sure. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, he's going to win Augusta in the next three years. There's no way he doesn't. Uh, Except for like everyone who could win. At there. this point, I'll be satisfied if Rick just wins the masters one time. You would like, be satisfied with Rick winning Puerto Rico open at this point. <laughs> I remember the days no. where Dave and I would, I would tell over and under on Ricky Majors, and I would put it at like three and a half, and Dave's like pumping the over. <laughs> Just get to one, He's baby. Got the talent to do it, man. Had the talent. He's about to have he a kid, man. His a, life's about to turn upside down, talent, man. What is he gonna I do? I don't with know, all that man. People get yeah perspective. Yeah, man. look at Rom. <laughs> look at Rom. Look, look at Rory, Rory man. What do you not mean? Rory, Rory hasn't won since he had. He got a players. Yeah, that's not a major. Not a major. At this point, we're worried about majors for Rick. We need him to just get a, get a major. And I think you should be worried about cut lines for Rick. That seems like the primary. His game concern. is trending, dude. I would say that. Yeah, I, I'm not really too worried about Ricky right now. I'm. I, I'm. He's off the trading block unless someone sends a very interesting offer. A Matt Wolf kind of offer. Yeah, Matt Wolf just top ten at a major yeah, or top twenty. He kind of fell apart on Sunday. But I think he's in a good headspace, which I, I think, think is, so too, which is important. Yeah, I don't like he's happy that playing trade golf. just because it's two of my wolf back, yeah. and uh, you know it's they like a father on picking his block. favorite. <laughs> I think we all know it's Ricky. It's your favorite. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm like, man, kids trying to trade away Rick. <laughs> you can have him, Dave. And then you're, I'm like, well, he. Well, is let's do a three-way trade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. If it makes you feel any better, Dave, like I probably wouldn't trade Rick for anyone on your team right now besides Rom. Okay. I think Corey Connors is trending down to where I finally think he was going down to. I think Joaquin has found his median point at like maybe getting a top 20 every like two or three weeks. Um, And Brian Harmon just, he's just doing Brian Harmon things. You don't have anything to say about the Hoff Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I hope his eye feels better. What happened to Hoffman? No, uh, Charlie Hoffman, not Hoffman. Oh, I thought you said Hoff Daddy. Oh, no, Hoffman. Oh, no, I have the utmost faith in Hoffman. <laughs> Hoffman is going to be fine. Um, What about the triangle? The triangle. <laughs> 
Yeah, I got no. Listen, my in team that. is. I'm not happy with the way my the state of my team by any means. Like Harris English and Mackenzie Hughes have let me down, and for some reason they show up this week, and it, it you know upsets me, especially the old boy English. I had to take him with my second pick. I didn't have to, but I did. I had to take him with my second pick. <laughs> but yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's let's wrap this bitch up. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, it's been another out of the rough podcast, and that was the uh, U.S. Open recap. Congratulations, Rom Dog. You fucking did it. I knew you were gonna do it. And cheers to many more to come. Peace.